Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about dating and how I, Andy, and I guess you can say Imogen as well, because she, my girlfriend, is there on all of our dates. You know, we date and sleep with women together. How I like to kiss girls during dates. This came up in a chat that I was having with my good friend Cam, one of the coaches in the coaching program. And he basically said, yo, I'm curious, like, what is your etiquette in terms of kissing girls when Emmy is there? Like, logistically, how do you actually do this? Like, do you make out with a girl? Like, do you kiss a girl and Imogen just kind of sits there at the table watching? Like, what if other people see? Does Imogen then kiss the girl? Like, how does all of this work? And so I thought it'd be fun to kind of just have a casual chat about what some of my dates or our dates look like these days. Back in the day when I was dating by myself, which was about six years ago now, maybe five years ago, when I was going on dates by myself, you know, me and one other girl, I would often just kiss them. I would say like, yo, I want to kiss you right now or come here. I want to kiss you or can I kiss you? I would basically just say it. I found it that I found that way easier than trying to make a move and escalation and Kino and all of that. I was always just, or I wasn't always, but I got to a point where I was just honest and I'd be like, yo, I want to kiss you. And most of the time they'd say yes. Sometimes they would say maybe not right now or not in public. Some girls just don't want to kiss in public because there's people around. They want to kiss in the privacy of your own home or in the car or something like that. But I now just say, you know, can I kiss you? And basically that's all I do still to this day on dates. We went on a date with this girl about a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago. And it wasn't abundantly clear if she liked us or if she wanted to be kissed. It was obvious that she liked us, like she was having a good time. We're on the date for about two hours, but it wasn't clear if she wanted to kiss. And normally it's pretty obvious that someone wants me to kiss them or the Imogen wants, you know, sorry, that they want Imogen to kiss them because we've already talked about BDSM. If you're not familiar, I am very honest. Imogen and I are very honest with girls before we meet them. We say, hey, we're in an open relationship. If you meet us, you will be meeting both of us. Like, do you want to have a threesome together? Do you want to try some BDSM, some kink? You know, Andy's a life coach as well. So he does a bit of mentoring if you're interested in that. This is what we're offering. This is what we are looking for. Does that sound good to you? Are you up for that? So it's pretty clear that if they're meeting us for a date, you know, there's no guarantees and no expectations, but they're probably interested, or they're definitely interested in both of us. They're probably interested in us having sex because we talk about sex on the date. We literally say like, what sexual stuff do you want to try? What are you into? What BDSM stuff have you tried? What do you want to try? Blah, blah, blah. And so most of the time it's fairly, it's pretty easy to be like, yo, can I kiss you? And most of the time they say yes. But this particular girl, she was incredibly nervous and for most of her life, she's bisexual, but for most of her life, she's dated women. And my understanding is she's only ever had sex with like one guy or two guys or something. And she's not normally as into guys, you know, she's just more into women. And so it wasn't obvious if she would want me to kiss her. And we had a great day. At the end of the night, we're walking her back to her car. And I just did what I always do when I'm not 100% sure. I just said, yo, can I kiss you? And she nodded and she kind of stood on her tippy toes because she's a little midget. She's like five foot one or something. Very cute, very small, very petite. And she stood on her toes. She kissed me. And then Imogen said, oh, now I'm a little jealous. Can I kiss you? And obviously the answer is yes. They kiss her a bit. And then I'm like, yo, I want one more kiss. Kiss her again. Boom. Had fun. Thank you. See you next time. And it really isn't any more complicated than that. So, you know, to sort of answer cam's question a little better 
where he said, you know, what is logistically, what does it look like? I think the question he was basically asking is, would you kiss a girl with other people around, like in a restaurant or in a bar or in Starbucks or something? And my answer to that usually is no. So I almost never kiss women in public, honestly. For a long time when I was single as well, like when it was just me by myself with that image in there, for a little while I would kiss girls in public and I would kino and escalate and do all that kind of bullshit. And then I got to a point where I was like, wow, it doesn't actually make a difference if I kiss someone before I take them back to my apartment. Like we're equally likely to have sex. It literally makes no difference if I touch them at all in public versus just waiting till I get back to my apartment. And I had a few other guys, a few other friends that were having a lot of sex as well, getting laid a lot, really exploring their sex life and all of that. And they found the same thing. And we all had big conversations about it. I was like, do you guys notice any difference between touching a girl in public, like, you know, holding hands or touching her or stroking her thighs or kissing or, you know, any of that shit? Do you notice any difference between touching her versus waiting till you get back to your apartment? And every single one of them was like, no, dude, I literally think it doesn't matter. I think it doesn't matter as long as you invite her back to your apartment and make it clear that you're attracted to her, that you have some sexual interest in her, you know, you find her pretty, you find her sexy, something like that. It doesn't seem to make a difference whether you touch someone in public or not. And these days for, you know, my own comfort, I guess, and for the women's comfort, I usually don't do anything in public. Again, the exception might be like in this case, if I'm walking them back to their car and it's a dark street and nobody really is around and, you know, it's not like there's 50 people watching her in a crowded bar or something, I might say, yo, can I kiss you? But most of the time, honestly, like nine out of 10 of our dates, we don't kiss until we get back to my apartment and we're in private. And I was doing this even when I was single. You know, I went through a big phase where I was escalating, like I said, and touching in public and kissing and trying to read signals and all of that kind of shit. And I had a bunch of women that were just like, yo, I don't like to kiss in public. And so my answer to that or my solution to that was like, okay, fair enough. Like, do you want to just kiss back at my place? And lots of them were like, yes, I'd love that. And so from that, I was just like, well, if it doesn't make any difference whether or not I kiss her in public, like I still end up having sex the exact same number of times. And if it means that quite a few women are going to be more comfortable because I'm not trying to kiss them in front of everybody else, why don't I just wait till I get back to my apartment? Why don't I just invite her back and say, yo, do you want to come back to mine? And she might say, how come? And I'd be like, because I like you and I kind of want to kiss you. <laughs> and I want to kiss you in private, you know, because you're really attractive. You're really sexy. Oh, wow. Okay, sure. Like we can go back to your apartment. Boom. I just find that that works. Well, I like that personally better. And at the end of the day, I'm a big advocate for all of you figuring out what you like and what works for you and doing what you want. This is what I like these days. And it's funny because if you told me, you know, the Andy from like seven years ago who was very big on like the red pill and like being a hyper-masculine man, which was really just bravado and ego and insecurity. But when I was hyper-focused on being like an alpha fucking male Chad, if you'd told that Andy, like me from seven years ago, like, bro, you can just ask for what you want. You're allowed to just say, can I kiss you? Like, Man, I would have fucking had a meltdown. I would have been like, no, bro, that's like beta behavior. You're being a little pussy. Like she's going to think less of you. You have to just like make a move, blah, blah, blah. You really don't. Like <laughs> and it really doesn't make any difference. And I find it 10,000 times easier to just say, yo, can I kiss you? Or like I said, yo, do you want to come back to our place and we can try some stuff? We can teach you some BDSM stuff. We can fool around. We can see what we want to try. Do you want to do that? And 75% of the time, maybe 
90% of the time, it's a lot of the time. They say, sure, that sounds good. And maybe 10 to 15% of the time, they're like, um, do you mind if we wait till next time? Just because like it's, you know, I I'm nervous or I want to take my time or any of that. And then we just end up hooking up the second time anyway. So yeah, that's generally speaking what I do on my dates. I guess another thing I'll throw in there while we're talking about the concept of dates is generally speaking, well, 100% of the time now, Imogen and I don't have sex on the first date. We wait until the second date and occasionally the third date. Like if the girl that we're seeing is a virgin or something, then yeah, we'll take as long as she feels like she needs to get to that point and explore and have fun and not rush and all of that. But we never really have sex on the first date anymore. For a long time we did. And we just found that there are a lot of women that we didn't feel like we had enough time to actually make sure that we all clicked and that we were all into each other and that we were doing something that we really wanted to do. Like sometimes we'd hook up, we'd have sex and we'd be like, I don't know if I really liked her. Like she, she was decent. She's a great human being and whatever, but something that, you know, her personality or whatever, like I just didn't fully click with. And when you're having sex on the first date, sometimes it just isn't a lot of time to get to really know someone and, if you want to have sex on the first dates, amazing. Go ahead, like do that. It's your life. I have had sex on first dates probably 150 times, whatever amount of time it is, a lot of times. And got to a point where I was just like, I mean, this is fun, but it's not really enough time to like actually make sure I like someone. So that's something that we do now. We only ever have sex on the second or the third date. Most of my coaching clients who end up having a lot of sex get to that point too. My friend Cam, he does the same thing. All of my friends pretty much don't have sex on the first date now. And they were all people that did have sex on the first date. They thought that that was like the be all and end all. They thought that that was like the best thing you could ever do. Like, it's almost like we all put, and lots of men do this, put having sex on the first date, we put that on a pedestal. It's like, we're like, this is like the epitome of an alpha male chat who gets laid a lot. And it's like, yeah, it's definitely a fun thing to explore. And like for some of you, you'll hear all of this and go, no, nah, dude, I still want to learn to have sex on the first date so that I can show myself that it's possible. So I know I can do it. It's like, yeah, brilliant. Great. Do it. But you'll probably end up getting to a point after that where you're like, hey, I think I want to slow it down again because I don't really know if I get a chance to really click with someone if I'm having sex within a couple of hours of meeting them or even faster than that. It just isn't really enough time to actually get to know the person. So yeah, that's what we like to do. Something else I guess I can mention is most of the time it's me making a move. And the way that I make a move is exactly what I said. I'll be like, yo, can I kiss you? Yo, do you want to come? If it's in public, I'll just say, yo, do you want to come back to our place? We can try some stuff. Like I am 95% of the time the person saying that once or twice Imogen has made a move. Like she might kiss a girl first or she might say, would you like to come back and try some stuff? But like, that's pretty rare. Like Imogen is actually super submissive. I've just sort of helped her become a more confident, assertive human being over the last like five or six years. I basically like mentored her or life coached her for the last like five or six years and helped her be more assertive. But she is deep down in her core, a very submissive person who she will never do something she doesn't want to do like especially with her assertiveness and all of that. She has very fucking strong boundaries, stronger than most men I know. She is quite a badass, but in terms of dating, she likes the other person to take the lead. She likes me to take the lead and she and the other girl both get to be submissive and just kind of like go along with it. And obviously if they don't want to do something, they'll say, hey, I don't want to do that. But Imogen is usually not the one 
inviting them back or initiating a kiss or any of that. Now, she is the one that messages them on, or, or for quite a while, she's been the one that runs her Tinder and Hinge account. And sometimes she's even run my accounts. And so she will message the girls and then, you know, she'll give me their phone number and then I will take over and I'll start texting them. She basically has a, a, a template that she sends on Tinder and Hinge. And so she's the one initiating that stuff. But even then, sometimes she doesn't like to do that stuff. So sometimes I might take over, but yeah, most of the time it's me making the move. And again, I, I really underline this, like, I think a lot of people put a lot of focus on escalation and keynote and you got to be hands-on, you got to touch her and kiss her, like all of that kind of stuff. I really just like, don't do that stuff. Like this recent date was really an exception because it was nighttime. And most of our dates we have during the daytime, we never really date at night anymore. But this was an exception because that was the only time she was free. And it was, you know, in a sort of private street as we walked her to her car. Nobody else was around. So there was nobody to see her kiss me and then kiss Imogen. And so fuck it. Yeah. Can I kiss you? I may as well say that then, but nine times out of 10, our dates, you know, we don't do anything on the first date, no touching, no kissing, no nothing on the first date. And then the second date, it's really just, Hey, do you want to come straight over to our place? And we can try some BDSM. We'll see what you're into. We'll go nice and slow. You know, if you have a not comfortable with something, you can just say slow down, but do you want to come straight over and we can try some stuff? And most of the time they say yes. I'm just going to say like 98% of the time they say yes, because it's the second date. They were already screened for BDSM. We already told them that on the dating apps, like they already knew what they were coming over for. And so we'll just be sitting on the couch. Maybe we'll talk for like half an hour. Sometimes we don't talk at all, but talk for half an hour, maybe an hour, depending on, you know, if she's really nervous and inexperienced, and then I will initiate. And there's a billion different ways that I initiate. Sometimes I'll say, you two should kiss. Or sometimes I will start giving her a massage. Sometimes I will just kiss her. Sometimes, you know, we've sometimes said, wow, you have a really great body. Like, do you want us to tie you up with ropes or what's known as shibari, which is just tying someone up with ropes, but making it look really pretty, like putting really cool, pretty patterns. And it's called like rope bondage, but it's called shibari is the Japanese word for it. And sometimes we'll just go like, hey, do you want us to tie you up and make you look pretty? And they'll go, oh, wow, okay. And then so we'll get them to strip down either naked or to their panties and bra. And then we'll just tie them up in ropes. And that's usually a very sensual kind of sexual experience because, you know, you've got tight rope. You know, Imogen is caressing your body. I'm caressing your body. Sometimes I might gently pull your hair or spank you or something fun like that. One thing leads to another and we have sex. But it's almost always me initiating, even if... All I do is say, hey, you two girls should kiss. That's me initiating. I'm telling them what to do. And they're always really happy when I do that. And obviously, if they weren't happy, they'd say, oh, wait, not yet. Or is it okay if we don't or something? But they're already in our apartment for a second date. We've already discussed sex. We've literally said to them, would you like to come over and try some BDSM and kink stuff? And, oh, yeah, that sounds great. So it's like, we've already talked. Like, we know we're having sex. And I like doing that kind of honesty stuff you know obviously like my tinder and my hinge and imogen's tinder and hinge profiles it's very clear that we're looking for bdsm we literally have pictures of that and we literally say we're into bdsm and we're very good at teaching and you know we're in an open relationship and then our first message is hey you know is a threesome or a bdsm dynamic something that you would like to explore we like being that honest and then on the first date we will talk about all of that stuff and then the second date we will meet up and we will we've told them we're going to meet up to try all this stuff so 
I like being that honest. It means that you don't have to worry about escalation or like kissing or do I touch her? Do I not? And you can just kiss if you want to and touch if you want to. But I like to wrap it up in the question of like, yo, can I kiss you? Yo, I want to hold your hand. Do you want to hold my hand? And most of my clients, I get them to be that honest as well. I call that on autistic honesty. And I get them to just be, or I encourage them to just be that honest. And they love it because it means no pressure. You don't have to escalate. You don't have to do any of that. You can just ask for what you want, which funnily enough is very masculine and confident. You know, sometimes people worry, oh, but if I ask her if I can kiss her, won't that make me look like a, you know, like I'm not confident? It's like, bro, it's like ridiculously fucking confident. Be like, yo, can I kiss you? How is that not fucking confident? Like it's the most confident thing you could ever say. Yo, I want to kiss you. Can I kiss you? And she'll be like, okay. And then you kiss her. Like, what the fuck? That's confident. <laughs> but I get that it can feel like it's not confident. Because you think you have to be some smooth James Bond motherfucker. It's like, you really don't. Like, be as clumsy or awkward as you want. Just be like, yo, can I kiss you? And she'll either say yes or no. If she says no, be like, no, that's cool. Like, do you want to keep hanging out on this date? And she might be like, yeah, I would. Okay, cool. Or she might say, actually, yeah, I think maybe I want to end the date. Okay, cool. Then she wasn't that into you or you guys didn't have chemistry or she's just not in a place to date right now. Whatever. Great. Brilliant. Now you can move on to the next girl who wants you to kiss her or wants you to come or she wants to come back to your apartment. So yeah, that's my dates. Majority of the first dates, no kissing, no touching, nothing physical at all. Second date is when they come over. We try some BDSM. We have a threesome. We have kink. I'm very honest up front. I talk about sex on the dating apps, talk about sex in person, explain literally everything we're going to do to them. And when I want to kiss them or I want to invite them back, I literally just say, would you like me to kiss you? Or can I kiss you? Or yo, I want to kiss you right now. Do you want to kiss me? And then if they say yes, which most of them do, boom, I kiss them or I bring them back or we have sex or we do whatever. So yeah, that's what my dates look like. As always, ladies and gentlemen, go out there and crush those goals. And here is an amazing, brilliant, beautiful coaching pitch for you to listen to at the end of this amazing podcast. If you've been wanting an amazing, awesome elite sex life, tons of threesomes, plenty of wild adventures and great memories with awesome people, we would love to help you get there. Here's just a little bit of what our coaching clients have achieved in their time in the program. Renee had a threesome in just his second week of coaching, had a woman write him a love letter, and he went on to have sex with 12 women in just 12 weeks of coaching. Corky had his first threesome, slept with seven amazing women, and made a ton of awesome memories with them. George and Powell both had sex with 10 women each in their 12 weeks, had a bunch of wild adventures along the way. Join me and join them by clicking the coaching link in the description below.